once in a while you come across a book that goes beyond informing you. It breaks the boundaries of mere information. It transforms you because it touches the heart of what you know to be true, but never quite had words to express those truths that motivate you, that guide your life and your work with children, and that sometimes provide the necessary courage required to most authentically align your actions with your deepest values. Anne Palo, author of From Teaching to Thinking, brings potent energy and waves of intelligent insight to the profession of early childhood education. Get ready to have your assumptions and habits jostled a bit, but all, I promise, with truest respect for you and your noble profession as an educator. My name is Nene White, and the gratitude with which I welcome Anne Palo to this episode of the Big Picture Social-Emotional Life Skills Podcast is immeasurable. Thank you again so much for joining this podcast. I am honored. <laughs> mm, I am honored. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. Oh. So um, I, have, I have just been um, really practically overwhelmed by the richness of thought and insights and uh, applicable value that your book, From Teaching to Thinking, brings. And I'm going to start with something that I read in the first chapter in which you succinctly described what seems to be the most commonly understood about the purpose of education. And I'm going to quote it a little loosely um, from page 31. You say, success in today's educational system appears to be measured through competition and achievement is calculated in the currency of the marketplace. How do you feel that our success as teachers can best be measured for children's short and long-term well-being? Mm, well, that's a great question. Oh. <laughs> yes. I would love to see a new calculus at play, one that honors the, the act of becoming as the centerpiece of what we can be about in education, um, supporting children's becoming, becoming their fullest, um, most joyful, uh, most curious, most connected selves, and us as well as educators, teachers, caregivers, um, um, growing always into our most you know, fullest uh, most joyful, most curious selves. So that that really what what we're focused on is this act of becoming. I've been so influenced by the work that's happened in New Zealand and in Australia and increasingly in Canada, um, in which the the conversation about a natural national education framework um, takes as as its um, real mission, the notion that we're here to support children's being, their belonging, and their becoming. That's what the National Framework of Australia is called. And Uh-oh. that's what I would like to see our, our success measured alongside. How have we supported children's being, their belonging, and their becoming? That is profound. Isn't that? Yeah. Does that happen in a government? So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you give us more details about that and how, how um, more I want to hear it through your lens and how you would apply that? Mm-hmm. 
I see um, teachers really um, squirming under the pressure um, right now to help children um, learn specific, tangible, concrete, um, academic or content sort of bits and bobs and and then be able to demonstrate that on assessments mm-hmm. and um why teachers are they're, they're squished by that they're flattened by that because they're where's the where's the joy in life in that that isn't what calls us into this work what calls us into this work is our desire i believe for um deep intimate tender playful um astonishing connection and to be alongside young human beings as as they come into their 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 great full identities that that that's why we become teachers not to help kids learn the one two threes and abcs that that stuff happens um alongside or wrapped around this great act of um just continuing to evolve into who who we each are meant to be and so when i um think of that that title from the Australian national curriculum being belonging and becoming I um I I see that as our deep longing as teachers how are we supporting um each child's being their their full human self as who they are not not as who they will someday be or where their their specific academic learning will someday take them but who who they are now as as a as a human with full dignity and and abundant rights um to to live fully as a human person so that act of being and how do we support children's sense of belonging belonging to a family belonging to the community um that in which we're housed belonging um belonging to the human community belonging to a place to an ecological place how are we really nurturing that sense of belonging and then you know, how are we continuing to call children always into a, a sense of becoming more and more themselves? Can you give us um, specifics for each one of those being, belonging, mm. and becoming of how that would look in a classroom? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I'm thinking of an experience I had a few months ago in um, – like a, a waddler toddler classroom um, with this uh, little, I'll tell the story and then we can take it apart in terms of the being belonging becoming um, is this little guy, Simon was his name. And he um, was playing with a little plastic moose figurine with a big moose antlers. And he had a, a little, like branch a little log kind of thing that we would see in a well-provisioned sort of classroom um i mean this was out in the play yard so we we had this little log and he he stuck it on the moose's head and it got caught there in between its antlers which is just like ridiculous and preposterous and he was laughing and astonished and like (laughs) holding this moose up like can you believe this and he brought it over he walked the, the seven little steps over to the sand pit where um, one of his caregivers was hanging out with two other um, little ones and where I was. 
And um, he was holding this moose up to, to show, like, look, at this is amazing and <laughs> preposterous. And in that act of holding it up, the little um, log fell off the moose's head. And he laughed and laughed at that. And the two other little kids in the sand pit laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> and there was this pause then for him. Um, and he picked up the, the log and he put it on the moose's head again. And held it up again. And the two other children, Sammy and Maya, watched. And there was this great sense of anticipation. <laughs> people were still kind of all giggling. and But there was almost like people holding their breath. And then he shook the moose and the log fell again. <laughs> and more hilarity. And then this became this beautiful rhythm. He did it maybe a, a half dozen times, maybe ten times. Yeah. Um, with the log, the moose, the the pause, Sammy and Maya watching, uh, waiting, and then he would shake it, and the mo- the log would fall. And I thought, what a beautiful moment this is, um, in that landscape of being, belonging, and becoming. Here mm-hmm. he is in the fullness of his um, his sense of himself as a person who can um, can invite this sort of playful exchange, he had a great drama flair. You know, he would create this pause, this moment before he shook the moose, and he would <laughs> catch both the other children's eyes. So he had this sense of himself, like, I, I am inviting this exchange. I am holding the space for this exchange. I'm offering this great gesture that brings us all to laughter. Uh-huh. So there he was in that. And, and in the act of that, that um, existing as that self, you know, growing always more um, into that capacity for relationship by the exchange he was having, by this belonging in relationship with, yeah. with Maya and Sammy. And they also were in that space of um, coming more and more fully into them, their capacity to honor, honor a story that was being offered them, honor, honor Simon. They, they waited for his yes. little shake. They held the space with him. And in holding that, they honored his, his capacity to be a storyteller and, and their capacity to, to hold relationship as well and to invite deeper relationship and and it was just all in this little goofy game that lasted all of 10 minutes um but but that's it that's that's these three threads bound together right there in this joyful delightful moment and and certainly there's a lot that could be um distilled from that about children's learning and and how can we point to what um to, to what they're carrying from this moment into the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. How is this preparing them to, to be in life? Um, but I, I think that the language I would hope we would use as educators isn't about fine motor skills or gross motor skills or uh, any of that, but would be about like, look at these people being as human as they can be with each other. How beautiful is that? Right. And, and I, and I also keep thinking about, the quality of your attention and the other teacher's attention. I, I think that's a, that's a, I mean, what do you think as mm. an ingredient to the, the quality and the, the respect or the, the, the validation of Simon at that moment? Uh, what do you, do mm-hmm. you think that that had any, 
subtle or or not so subtle inf- i'm just i don't want to put my thoughts into yours yeah yeah i totally I, i'm i'm there with you i'm absolutely there with <laughs> you that that there is um a responsibility that we adults have in those moments to be in witness and in in the kind of witness that that is communicating, I I am here with you. I see you. I delight in you. I honor this capacity that you have, and I myself am being changed by it. I myself am growing more fully human because of what I see happening here in you. And I will hold the space for you. I won't interrupt you to say that's not how we use that toy or that toy belongs over there where you first had it. It was by set up this beautiful little provocation with the little moose and the little logs. And what are you doing with it in the sand pit or, Oh no, sand, you know, Sammy and Maya are busy here with their, don't interrupt. You know what? There's a lot of stuff that we um, can be seduced into doing as, as teachers and caregivers that gets in the way of those sorts of moments. And, and I, I agree with you that there's a great power in um, holding the space and holding it with our gaze holding it with our our quiet or our mm. smile or our catching that little Simon's little eye um but allowing him and Sammy and Maya the fullness of their exchange and not thinking that we have to get in there and do something or say something or interrupt it but that we can contribute to it by the spirit of presence that we bring oh, by the spirit of presence it that's and that we we need to I feel honor that, which is, is so non-tangible, but tr- not not to people who are still fully awake in their beingness, which children surely are, and they don't need, oh, that's so clever, or, you mm, know, pass on mm-hmm. the, do you want to speak to that element of it? Yeah, oh, I, I, that... I'm so grateful for that you're calling that forward because mm-hmm. there, there is also that instinct, right, of, um, of wanting to very overtly affirm what we see or mm-hmm. give, give some descriptive language so we're holding mm-hmm. up a mirror. And all of that, certainly, there's, there's important places mm-hmm. for that and important yeah. ways to get at that. But absolutely to just um, to, in a way, um, situate ourselves in our in our a place of trust in our, in the power of presence, in the power of witness, in the power of um, a gaze to say all of that, to say you clever, delicious human being. (laughs) I am astounded by you and I am growing um, better as as a person because of you. And, and I can, and and that's a, a deeper thing than like, oh, what a great game you've invented here, Simon. And look at how your friends are laughing. I mean, he yeah. saw that his friends were laughing. He, yeah. That was the whole point. He was right. like, I'm on it. I right. got the laughter going here. <laughs> and I'm pretty much, uh, I got the clever part down because yeah. look at this. Like he was, it was just so delightful. So to to think that we, it's a it's more vulnerable, I think, for us as teachers to be um, in a place of, 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 quiet witness or delighted witness um but to not speak and to and to trust to to what to to the the depth of being that we bring um as having 
the power to communicate what we would want to communicate, but that there's some vulnerability to not say something and not do something mm-hmm. to just hold the space and then to watch for, well, where is a moment where, where I could make an offering that would contribute to the fullness of this moment, not to try to teach something, mm-hmm. but, but what, is there something that I could contribute here beyond this, this witnessing and, and what if that's the question that I'm asking, how can I contribute rather than how can I teach or how can I instruct or how can I direct, but how might I contribute in a way that's useful to these children and to their being, belonging and becoming. Very profound, very, because that's what will stick really. That's what will find a home inside the children and inside ourselves so that the whole exchange is, is real. Mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. fits inside all of us um i i tend to keep these episodes short but i am really hoping you will accept another invitation to share more of your insights with us mm, i will happily accept thank okay. you for the invitation thank you but <laughs> oh, i want to ask you one more question yeah. about the title of your book from thinking i'm um, from teaching to thinking. And I, mm-hmm. I just would like to know, I, I'd like you to uh, just unpack that for us, if you could. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hold that word teaching, certainly with a lot of respect, um, but also with a concern that it um, is used in a narrow way, that it is um, is confounded with instruction and with instruction towards a, a predetermined end. There's something I need to teach these children and there's something they need to learn. And that certainly that is true in many, many circumstances and ways, but the way in which I would hope that that any sort of teaching or exchange like that happens is through, through the process of teachers themselves being um, responsive self-aware thinkers rather than technicians who are determined um, to instruct children uh, uh, around content knowledge. So that what we're doing is um, listening closely to um, what children are saying inside their play. And we're watching closely to, to the questions children are asking inside their questions. What, what are the big big pursuits that children are hoping and how uh, that the children are pursuing what are their big pursuits what are their big ideas what are their big questions and how might I keep company with those big ideas and pursuits and questions and what might I offer that will help children dive deeper into their thinking Um, and the way that I can do that is by being a thinker rather than a a technician a teacher an instructor so that's that's what that title um what i how i came to that title what it means for me and from my perspective Uh, i had a sense of that but i'm so happy for you that you uh, i'm so happy for us that you took that apart Mm, thanks because language is always you know i have my interpretation of a word and you have your interpretation so it's Mm -hmm. so it's really really good to hear that um thank you um i will say goodbye to you now but only for a short while, because you're going to have to squeeze out some more time for us, too, because oh, I have a thousand more you. questions. <laughs> thank you so, so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> so am I. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.
So, did this interview resonate with what you know in your heart of hearts is an essential part of the most fulfilling dimensions of living and learning with children? If so, you will love Anne's most recent book, From Teaching to Thinking. Lucky for you, her publisher, Exchange Press, is offering a 20% off coupon code, which is FT2T. That's F like Frank, T like Tom, the number 2, and the letter T. FT2T. The website you want to go to is www.childcareexchange.com. Then go to the products pull-down menu, and you'll see several books being offered. Just click on Anne's book, From Teaching to Thinking. And I'm sure you can figure out the rest from there. Anne has agreed to return for more interviews, and I'd love to include questions from any of you. So start reading so you can join in our conversations. Anne would love that, and so would I. All of this information will be in the show's notes, just in case you didn't catch all the details I just shared. All right, as always, I'm looking forward to your thoughts and suggestions. Till next time.